Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Where you go? All right, welcome into another Auburn Live show. Appreciate everybody for joining us on this Monday morning. I am Justin Hokinson from AuburnLive.com. Make sure you're part of that website. If you're not, go subscribe. Ten dollars for the next year. Um, so go take advantage of that. Uh, part of the On3 Sports Network, auburnlive.com. Uh, with me, as always, every Monday morning, former Auburn quarterback, Ben Leard. Ben, what's happening? Not much, Hope. How you doing, buddy? Good, good, man. Good. Uh, ready to get back to to some action. Auburn with the bye week. Got to watch a little bit of football. Got to sort of sort of take a little bit of a break, uh, but ready to get it, get back at it this, uh, this week. How was your weekend? Man, it was great. Uh, enjoyed it. Uh, the Pope's Haunted Farm over the weekend with about 16 or 17 teenagers. So life of a life of dad, man, we didn't, uh, didn't do much. The good, the good thing is, is you didn't have to suffer through a potential Auburn loss. Bad thing is, is you, you didn't have to, uh, you didn't get the chance to celebrate an Auburn win. So, but bye week, bye weeks are not only good for players, they're good for fans as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Um, I was kind of bummed, though, man, because it's like we have a bye week. And so for me, I'm thinking, all right, I get a day to watch football. Uh, and the, the slate was kind of – it was like a C. I mean, it was like, really? This is the this is the slate of games I get on my, my one-off week. The best game was like – I mean, Oklahoma State, Iowa State. It was like the best game I got. A little, little disappointed in yeah. that. It was, it, it was pretty lackluster. I mean, I, I don't know. 
I may have watched, and I tell you what, the only football I watched yesterday was the tail end of the Illinois, uh, Illinois Penn State game. That was it. That was the only ball I watched the entire day, which was totally fine with me because, like you said, it just, you know, Alabama, Tennessee lost its luster years ago. Um, you know, obviously Georgia and Florida were off. Clemson, Pitt, big deal. Uh, it just – they're just – the games weren't there. And so I took advantage of doing doing chores and hanging out with the fam. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, well, we're back at it. Let's let's jump right into uh, Auburn, Ole Miss. Um, Auburn moves up in the polls. I think they're 18th and 19th in the boat in both the polls. Ole Miss moves into the top 10. I think they're eight, number eight, and number 10 in both polls after their win over LSU. I watched a good bit of that game. Um, LSU, I mean, you know, they, they hung in there for about a quarter and then it, it, it just got ugly. Um, What's our uh, what's our early take? On, well, I tell you what. Before we get into this game, before we started recording, I was talking about how I, I was actually at the Auburn Ole Miss game in 2000 in Oxford. Uh, I was also there in 02. It's actually one of my more fun trips growing up, uh, going to Oxford. You know, partly because Auburn had some nice wins, but I, I was there in 2000, 2002, 2004. Um, all, all Auburn wins in Oxford, and, and uh, have, have, I can't remember when the last time I was back, but I remember those games. Of course, 2000, you were there in, in that SEC West championship season, and I remember a, a fourth and three or something like that, and Rudy bounced it out and took it to the house to kind of help seal the deal. But that was a classic game. Um, what do you remember about some Auburn Ole Miss games in, in that game? In Man, it, that, that one in particular, a couple of things I, I recall. One, it was one of the hottest games I've ever played in. Because it was, an, you know, back back in the day, man, that was usually usually our first SEC game. Um, yeah. Maybe two, three games into the season. So you're playing, you know, you're still playing in September and going over to Oxford was, man, it was hot. But. They had some squads back then, man, led by Romero Miller, Deuce McAllister, Joe Gunn. They had a big tight end named Rufus French. I mean, uh, linebacker named Marmajus Spearman. I mean, they they got after it. And, and, you know, that was back when, you know, Coach Cut, David Cutcliffe was the head coach at that particular time. And he had those guys dialed in. They, they played hard. They got they ran the football. Obviously, they were super, super physical. Matt Luke wasn't one of the offensive linemen, as as you guys, everybody's familiar with. But, but you know, in that particular game, I, I I was telling you the story. I remember that game, a couple of things out of that game. I remember early on, um, you know, we again, like you said, we went for it on a on a on several fourth downs. I mean, I I think I converted myself probably three or four fourth and ones, fourth and twos on a quarterback sneak. But one of one of my most fond memories that thankfully Cole was wrong, but in that ball game, we we punted to Ole Miss early on. It may have been the first or second quarter, but we punted to Ole Miss. And obviously even as big as Deuce was, he was a he was an unreal punt returner. He catches the punt, gets to about our 30-yard line, and over the loudspeaker, they start playing crazy train. 
And Cole and I, Cole Kublik and I were standing side by side watching this unveil or unravel for, for lack of a better term. And he says, man, we are about to get our asses beat. And thankfully he was wrong. Cause it, it was insane. And it was going nuts. Cause if you, if one of the bigger dramatic thoughts about that game was that was tough. That was coach Tubbs first trip back to Oxford. So right. that was the big soap opera you know, a big deal then to, you know, what made that game and built that game up. The other thing that I remember is going into that game, Tubbs was known as the riverboat gambler, right? He, he, you know, he rolled the dice on a lot of instances. I wasn't necessarily dialed into what all he had going on in that particular game. But I remember when we drove down after maybe or one or two possessions, we drove down and scored. I think I threw a touchdown pass. I think I threw the touchdown pass to Rudy, actually. As I'm coming off the field, Tubbs grabs me and goes, hey, man, don't don't go far. And I'm like, "What? why? He's like, oh, we're, we're fixing to get it back. We're doing an onside kick. And I'm thinking, holy smokes, this is crazy. And sure enough, we got the onside kick, drove down. I think we maybe kicked a field goal and went up, went up 10 to nothing fairly early. And just held on, man. I mean, it was it was an it was a really really good game. I mean, I I've got a lot of fond memories of Ole Miss. Ole Miss cost me a lot of games my junior season in Auburn due to a separated shoulder. But mm. even as a freshman, you know, that was one of the few games that that uh, that 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 was the only SEC game we won in '98 over there in Oxford. And Auburn's had some Auburn's had some big wins in Oxford over the last several years for sure. It's a it's a huge – it's turned into a much larger game than people realize, especially with the amount of talent. And, you know, you've – you everybody for the last several years has kind of been playing catch-up to Alabama, obviously, you know, on a consistent basis. And what's made these games so big, the, the Ole Miss game, the now the Arkansas game, the LSU games, because by not winning those games – you put yourself two and three, potentially four games behind whomever may be the benchmark at that particular time. And yeah. for Auburn, in order to keep the game, in order to keep the Iron Bowl with some type of postseason relevance, these are absolute must-win games for the Tigers. And – it will. It it won't be. It will not be an easy feat come Saturday when they, you know, when they line up in Jordan Hare. Yeah, I was thinking back. I, I think that 2000 game. I think it was like 31 27 or something. Um, Auburn Auburn winning that game. Uh, and you're right. It, it had it. It had that extra juice because of the the Tommy Tuberville factor. Um, them them coming in Auburn his first season, uh, winning. You know, they felt good about that for a year, and then. Uh, and then coming back against a good Ole Miss team uh, and winning that game was definitely some some nice payback for Tuberville. Um, but you're right. That's funny that this game did. It, it was always like the first conference game. I mean, it was set. Um, and it's, yep. it's why if I – I would have to go back, but I remember for a while, um, you know, there was, there was some stats and stuff where like, you know, it was like I don't know how many years, you know, how many years it had been since Auburn had started 0 and 1, or since Ole Miss had started. Well, yeah, because they always played each other in the beginning, and Auburn generally won. So Auburn always right. got off to a, a good start in conference, and Ole Miss always got off to a, you know, an 0 and 1 start. 
Um, but you're right. I'm looking back. Let's see. Ole Miss. I mean, Auburn's owned this rivalry lately. Um, Ole Miss won in 2015 in Auburn, which was um, Chad Kelly and Ole Miss. Good, good team. I think they – I'd have to go back and look. That's probably one of those years they made the Cotton Bowl or something. Um, they, they won by eight. And then, of course, Ole Miss beat Auburn in Oxford in 2012, which is a, a horrendous year for Auburn. Um, but other than that, Auburn's taking care of business. So they've won one, two, three, four, five. They've won uh, seven of the last eight meetings uh, between these two teams. Been some close games. Last last year, obviously, we remember Seth Williams uh, in, the, in the big touchdown late. The year before that in Auburn, uh, it was 20-14. to 14. Auburn had that game in control, and Ole Miss hung around. That was a really sloppy game. Um, but, there, you know, there have been some competitive games. This one – this one will be like that. This one makes me think of, because Ole Miss has got that kind of season going, makes me think of 2003 when Ole Miss rolled in with Eli Manning. And um, Auburn was, that was kind of Auburn's, you know, back and forth year, like couldn't quite get it figured out. Um, it has that feel a little bit, you know. I don't know if that's just because Ole Miss isn't this good every year. And so when they are, it feels like their year, if that makes sense. Um that's kind of what it feels like. It feels like Ole Miss has got something brewing. Um, it feels like it's kind of their year. Their defense has played better lately. Um, and and they're coming in to Auburn. Auburn's kind of maybe surprising people a little bit. Like, okay, if they could pull this off, Auburn's going to be, you know, a surprise of, of the league and, and maybe one of the teams in the country getting some talk if they pull this off. Um, but it feels like Ole Miss has more to play for. Um, I guess because they got one loss, they're sitting inside the top 10. And so <clears throat> it's an interesting dynamic. Auburn coming off a bye week, which is much needed and huge, gives them, you know, a- extra time to prepare for a team like Ole Miss. Ole Miss has played uh, Tennessee, which was a grueling game. Arkansas the week before, which was a, a grueling game. LSU, Matt Corral has been a little banged up. Like Ole Miss comes in like they need one more gutsy effort, I think, before they get a bye. So, um I don't know. Like, what, what do you make of who, who who maybe has an advantage? I, you, the common sense might say Auburn because of a bye, but Ole Miss has got they, – they're coming off a really nice performance in LSU. They're yeah. coming in with a lot of confidence. Like, so is it momentum versus the bye? How, how do you sort of – You know, I, I've always been one that, that if, in fact, you are not just decimated by injuries, which Ole Miss – I mean – you can tell they've obviously played a, a, a number of SEC ball games, so they're I'm sure they're nicked up, they're bruised up, which is understandable. But I've always been I've always been a proponent of momentum. I've always been a proponent of, you know, while while the train's moving, you know, keep it rolling. And so I, I honestly honestly think it's going to be more difficult for Auburn coming off the bye week to try and replicate the momentum that they had against Arkansas, you know, to be able to do that on, you know, on such short notice for lack of a better term, whereas LSU, excuse me, Ole Miss has traveled to Knoxville, won that, won that particular game in, in close fashion, but they showed that they could win a game on the road at night in a very hostile environment. And then they had a really strong performance versus versus LSU. Now, what it, how much effort did they get out of LSU? I think 
you know, I think that remains to be seen. And there's a lot of question marks around that, but it's still a, it's still a win against a very talented football team. But, yeah. you know, and, and we talk about, and you made the comment about who has more to play for or really more to lose. I don't know. I, I can, you can honestly say at this point when it comes down to, you know, just the optics of it, you could say out of the gate that Ole Miss has more to lose in the scenario. But realistically, Hope, Auburn does have two losses, but one of those is to Penn State that it's irrelevant with regards to the SEC. And so, you know, at this point, they're both playing with one SEC loss and playing pretty darn well. So it's, I think it's one of those things that it's a, it's a huge moment, a huge game for both of them because it keeps their aspirations still in sight. You know, it keeps their, it keeps their goals still intact from the standpoint of postseason aspirations because either team, and I, and, and I truly believe this, that either team, if in fact they win out, especially Auburn, if Auburn wins out, they obviously go to the SEC championship game. If Ole Miss wins out, there's I'm not sure how that would work because you could potentially have, you know, it would be them versus Alabama essentially with one loss. So it would still be Alabama that would go, right? Because right. A&M's, A&M's out of the picture because they've got two SEC. They would, they would have three SEC losses due to Auburn. <laughs> winning out and then you then then they're out of the picture. So both both scenarios or both teams are well well on their way with regards to what they started the season with from a standpoint of postseason. So I I think this will be man this I, in my opinion this is going to be the largest the the most hyped up um biggest Ole Miss versus Auburn game anybody has ever seen because of this is a really good Ole Miss football team. They're really good, especially offensively. They are super talented. And Matt Corral is a gamer. And, you know, defensively, they're spurty. You know, they 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 come up with I, – I think their philosophy on defense is – is calls the calls your opponent's offense to punt twice, three times maybe. You do yeah. that before you know it. You're down seventeen to Matt Corral in that offense, and you're putting that the the opponent's offense in a difficult spot, kind of getting out of character. And so it's just it's just it just adds on. Very very similar, not from a talent perspective, but very similar to how Alabama plays. They know that. If they put the ball in their hand in the hands of their offense more times than not, not causing turnovers, things like that, but just make a team punt. Our offense is that good that we will score points and we will put it out of reach. And I, I think that's the philosophy that that Ole Miss has this season with with such a prolific offense. Yeah, um, I, I agree. Just to play devil's advocate, I would probably say the 2014 Auburn Ole Miss game um, is is the biggest that I remember. Auburn at that point was there. I think there was they were both top five 
that was Ole Miss's year that Ole Miss and Mississippi State both at one point were like one and three. Um, and, and Auburn had beaten Kansas State. Auburn hadn't fallen off the wagon yet. They beat Ole Miss in that classic game where they force a couple of fumbles against Ole Miss late. And then Auburn loses to Georgia, Bama, bowl game. And it went downhill. Uh, but but this is up there. I mean, even in 2015, Auburn wasn't good. I mean, Auburn was – I don't know what their record was, but Auburn wasn't that good that year, right? Um, probably not as good as this team is. Um, and then you go back to 2003 when Ole Miss was really good. Auburn was, you know, kind of bouncing around that year. You know, that was a decent Auburn team. They just couldn't put it together. But um, you bring up a good point, I mean, about – who to play for because or who has the most to play for because um you would think Ole Miss top 10 but you're you're actually right you know forget the rankings uh they both have a loss in the conference Auburn still has Alabama on the schedule and A&M um Ole Miss doesn't have Alabama on the schedule I mean Auburn has if Auburn the winner of this guy like Auburn has a better chance to potentially win the division Ole Miss you gotta hope Alabama loses again right um and, 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 you know, which, I you know, obviously if Auburn could potentially do that, Ole Miss could win this game and Auburn could upset Alabama in the Iron Bowl. And, um, and who knows? But you're right. I mean, Auburn has every bit as much to play for as Ole Miss. It's just, I guess it's whether or not you think they believe that. Like Ole Miss is thinking this, like we're, we're not, Ole Miss isn't used to this kind of season. They're six and one, they're eighth in the country. This isn't a, a usual thing. So I'm wondering, if they're coming in thinking we're having a special year, whereas Auburn's coming in thinking next game, like, does, you know, I'm, I'm kind of wondering if the Auburn team realizes, like, do they really understand Do they really believe that they control their own destiny? It's a good talking point and it's true, Yeah. but do they believe it yet? Like they, I think they will if they beat Ole Miss, but do you see what I'm saying? Like, I think it's a, I think that's, I think this is Auburn's chance to go. Oh, okay. Like if they do it now, I'll start like a couple of weeks ago when that started coming up about Auburn control. I was like, okay, I mean, yeah, technically, but come on, let's not really, they win Saturday. Then you go, uh, okay. I mean, A&M's playing great ball now, of course. Um, and you got to go there, but then, but now you're going, okay. Like now there's, 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 there's something there. So that's a, that's a fair, very fair point in terms of, yeah, you know, who has the most to play for and, and who's going to have that, that passion and, um, it feels like Ole Miss's year, but I, it, it very much could feel like Auburn's year too. I mean, and you know, I I think it's a situation too. I I I began I began to feel that way after the Arkansas game. That some these these kids, and I'm and I'm certain of it. I'm certain that that these coaches are, you know, they're, they're talking with about the one and O mentality. I, and I, I understand that, but I'm certain that there is someone that is counseling these kids and having them understand, you know, kind of the, kind of the forest for the trees, you know, having them understand guys, what's at stake if you do not win this game or, or what is the benefit of winning this game. And right. I, I don't know, in, in my opinion, I don't know that – I don't know that I think Ole Miss is in a situation of this is a special year. I think the opposite, quite frankly. Hmm. I think the, the, pres the pressure and the stress 
of being number eight in the country and everybody's in your ear about your Heisman winning quarterback and you're on the road in a hostile environment, you're dealing with a coach that is, and, and, and I'm a, and I'm a Lane Kiffin guy. I, I believe in Lane Kiffin. I like him as a head football coach, but he's a sideshow. And I just, I think in that instance, while Auburn has not been just burning the doors off of everything over the last handful of years, these kids have been in these moments. These kids, the, the, the kids on Auburn sidelines and in Auburn's locker room have played in these big games. They've competed in these big games. They've done the things that I just don't think Ole Miss is familiar with on a week-in and week-out basis. That's why I think it gives Auburn a little bit of a leg up. I think it gives them that scenario of, hey, we can get back to the grassroots of being 1-0 and understand that, yeah, while this is pomp and circumstance and this is a big game, we still got to line up and buckle our chin straps and, you know, you know, tie our shoelaces and get after it. And, you know, nobody's going to give the game to Matt Corral. Nobody's going to give the game to Bo Nix. They've got to go out and earn it and, and make the plays that they're capable of making. But I just – I think I think the, the propensity of these Ole Miss players and this Ole Miss football team to potentially not live up to the number eight ranking in the country, I think that's more likely than them – suddenly believing that they're a team of destiny I, I just don't yeah I don't know I think if I, I think that if they if they win this game if they beat Auburn at home at night if they beat AM then yeah then you can then you can start say then internally they can start making those kind of notations and comments and putting that out there as you know hashtag destiny or whatever they want to say. But I think this is still one that there is, it's not familiar territory for them. And I think it's, uh, it's one that's maybe, maybe going to, maybe going to cause some problems at some point, hopefully this weekend. Yeah, that's fair. Um, that's, that's fair. I just, I watched that game against LSU and, 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 uh, man, they just started to turn it on against LSU in the second half. And, and I thought to myself, man, that's, that's not what Auburn needs as a team uh, coming in with, with, with that kind of, uh, with that kind of confidence. Um, I would say, you know, look, let, let's talk about matchups a little bit um, and kind of just how, how this is going to play out um, on the field. Well, I want to make more and more comment. I agree with you because I didn't get a chance to agree with you earlier on the momentum versus the, the rest. I, I'm with you on that. I think the bye week, it can be awesome. Um you know, but 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 when you're coming off a game like Auburn, you played really well. If they'd have come home the next week, like that would have been fine too. Um, and so I'm kind of with you on that. I think Brian Harson's record is pretty good off the bye week. I don't know it offhand, but I remember seeing it um, somewhere, and it's pretty good. Um, and, and so I, I may and, ask and how, him about that actually, and and ask him like what his thoughts are on momentum. And then you me, have a bye, you have a, you have a pause. How do you sort of re- get, get get that going again? So, so let me, let me, before you jump into the next, next topic. So the, the one, the one thing I will say, and and you made it, you made a really good comment about how well Ole Miss played against LSU and going back and I, I watched a handful of the cutups 
late last night, early, you know, early this morning or whatnot, and and saw how well one they ran the football. I mean, I don't I don't think Corral, I think Corral maybe was 12 of 19 for 185 yards, something like that. He didn't he didn't have a tremendous day through the air. Snoop um, Snoop ran the ball extremely well, made some unbelievable runs. But we we have to take into account. We have to take into account the the amount of effort that LSU potentially was playing with. I just, I, I man, I do not. If, if things, you know, you go into a game regardless of what you got going on in the locker room. You go into a game in the first quarter and things are going good and you're all hyped up. I mean, we did it when we were three and eight, you know. But when things begin to go downhill, it's, okay, well, here, hey, here we go again. That's what happened in that game. That's, you know, yes, Ole Miss, they, they competed. They made the plays they were supposed to make. I, I don't want to take anything away from them. But I do think, I do think that those good plays were compounded by Ole Miss just saying hell with it and giving you whatever, you know, that whatever type effort. Watching Auburn over the last several weeks, watching how hard they played against LSU, even in a loss against Georgia, I don't think I saw any quit come out of those kids, how hard they played against Arkansas. I don't think that's a I don't think that's a challenge that Auburn's going to face against Ole Miss. If Ole Miss has success, it's not going to be from or or compounded by lack of effort. You're still going to get some fight out of the kids on Saturday, regardless of how well Ole Miss does or doesn't play. So, you know, I think that's one of those things that there's I, I put a little bit of an asterisk by LSU's. LSU's performance against anybody for the rest of the year, honestly. Yeah, that's fair. Um, when we look forward to this game, obviously Matt Corral comes in. Uh, you know, he can't be 100%. I mean, there was questions whether he was going to play against LSU. He plays, played well, didn't run a lot. Um, so I think that's one positive for Auburn is uh, he's still a great player and, 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 and he's still going to be a problem. But I, you know, I would think that his mobility is not going to be 100%. Uh, maybe it's 80, um, just in terms of – so if Auburn can get after him a little bit, maybe he's a little shy to run as much. Um, he might be trying to avoid contact, and that might help Auburn um, versus him just taking off and being super aggressive running the ball. Um, we know Ole Miss is going to score points. Um, they're, they're prolific enough, and we know – look, we know Auburn's had issues giving up big plays. So that's going to be a big concern is, is Auburn secondary. They did a, an okay job, a better job against Arkansas. Actually, they didn't give up really big plays against Arkansas. They gave up a lot of 10, 15 yard plays. They didn't give up any 20, 30 yard plays. That's going to have to continue. I would think Auburn's defense is going to have to do something similar in terms of give up some, but, but, but make some fourth down stops. You know, Kiffin's going to go for some, make some stops the way they did against Arkansas. And, and if you do that, you can hold them to, 23 or 24, you know, points potentially. Um, on the other side, Ole Miss's defense is nothing great. We know that, but they've, they've played a little bit better. They're a competitive unit. I don't know how to compare maybe Arkansas's unit and Ole Miss's unit. I think, I, I, 
you know, I, they're probably similar in terms of talent and athletic ability. Um, and, and, you know, Auburn put up 30, I guess, 31 um, on, on Arkansas. So, I, look, I, I think Auburn can score enough to win this game in Auburn. Um, you know, I think against this defense, if Auburn can come off the bye week with some of that same momentum, that is. If they come off and, and you know, and they look a little rusty, well, that's a whole other problem. But if they can continue that momentum and that pretty efficient play, I think Auburn can go put up 31 um, yeah. in Jordan-Hare. And, and, and so I think it's going to be up to that defense to not give up big plays, get some fourth down stops, get off the field. Third down was an issue against Ar- getting off the field. You know, Auburn forced 10, uh, 19 third downs against Arkansas, but then they allowed 10 conversions. So, like, they did half, they did half of it right. Um, so I, I think there are some concerns with the matchup. Um, but I also think Auburn has some bodies in the secondary that can run, you know, that they, they do give up big plays, but they, they do have guys that are, that can run. I think with the Ole Miss players out there, um, you mentioned Ole Miss running the football. That is very overlooked. Uh, they can run the football. Jaron Ely, of course, Matt Corral, if he's healthy, um, that's, they really need Owen Papo back. Because yeah. Ole Miss is going to run tempo, and they need another healthy linebacker. That would be really, really big if he's back. Really big. Um, but what, what's kind of what are your, what are your sort? So I think there's concerns, yes, but but I think there's there's some other things that could go in Auburn's favor too. I think that's why the spread in this game came out. And it was like a pick 'em. That's exactly how I feel. Yeah. Like I, I mean, I I think there's things both teams could point to and say we feel good about this. Well, and, and man, I, I even told my daughters today, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm hyped for this game, man. I mean, I, I'm excited that it's a, it's a night game. It's a, it's a night kickoff. It's a big game, you know, coming off a of bye week, the fans are excited about it. They've got a little bit of, you know, you've got a little bit of enthusiasm coming off the win against Arkansas two weeks ago. And the fans understand, you know, that the fans get it. They understand what's at stake. And, you know, so the, the possibility of knocking off the number eight team in the country is extremely exciting. But, you know, like you said, there's the, the aspect of Ole Miss's offense that does get overlooked is, is how well they run the football. They are they're very physical up front. I mean, they're, they're not as physical as a Georgia or an Alabama, but they're, they're talented. I mean, they, they can run the football. They spread you out. They've got tremendous athletes in the backfield. Even even with Corral, who rushed for 200-plus yards against Tennessee and shows the ability to make make plays with his legs, not not just in the scramble situation, but they – I mean, they all have true RPOs and true quarterback run game for him to be able to run it out of the gate, and he does it very, very well. And they keep you honest. So with that, they they keep you extremely honest – in the run game, which in turn puts your secondary in a difficult spot. I think from my opinion, our corners match up very well with their receivers. Where I'm a little bit concerned is how well Lane Kiffin creates mismatches with motion. And with that being said, that the smoke Monday is, is concerning to me in pass coverage a little bit, especially on the deep ball. They're going to figure out a way to throw the corner ball, figure out a way to throw the seam balls and the stick at post and whatnot on to a slot guy that puts smoke on an island and makes it difficult for him to to kind of 
makes it difficult for him difficult for him to make plays in space, and and that's a that's a stressor that Derek Mason's going to have to live with. It's going to have to work out, figure out. Obviously, you know whether you've got you know whether you've got Pritchett back there. He obviously had his struggles against Georgia. You know those kind of things that that Lane Kiffin, I am certain, has made earmarks on his play call sheet that he will create mismatches, and you're going to have to have some uncharacteristic play from guys in the secondary that, that you know come up big in certain instances. The, the other thing is too, though, if they make a big play, big deal, let it go. You know, it. There, I'm cool with. I'm I'm cool with them scoring 17, 17 or twenty four points, and and all three touchdowns come on eighty yard plays. Who cares? You know, it, it's it is what it is. The 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 more important aspect is how does Auburn play against Ole Miss's defense? How do they manufacture drives? How do they fabricate points? How do they find ways to be successful and get the ball in the end zone? Kicking field goals will not win this. If we look up and you're seeing Anders Carlson attempting 45 and 50-yard field goals, it's not good. Not good at all. You need touchdowns, and you need a lot of them. And you you also need – you know, people will talk about the coach speak of, oh, man, have long drives, sustained drives, you know, keep Ole Miss's offense off the field. I don't care. Score points. I don't care yeah. if it's – I don't care if it's big plays. I don't care what it is. Score points. Yeah. Score touchdowns, and and find ways to do it in, in multitudes. And I, I think I think you're very very accurate in making the comparison to Ole Miss and Arkansas. But I think that's about what you got. You know, that's, they've got you know got some pretty gritty secondary guys that that play hard. They're not overly talented, but they play within themselves. They play within their system. Historically, Ole Miss has had the worst defense in the SEC, especially especially in you know in scoring defense. So, looking at that, the odds are in Auburn's favor to be able to capitalize on on a on a defense that can be scored upon. Where what makes Ole Miss more difficult to do things against defensively is because their offense puts so much pressure on an opponent's offense because they're just playing catch up all the time. If you can stay, you know, blow for blow or on the flip side, make up, make Ole Miss punt a time or two, put them down, you know, get them down, get them playing from behind, whether it's 10, whether it's 17, whether it's 14, whatever the scenario may be. If you put them in a stressor situation, there's going to be opportunities for you to make plays and kind of, put your you know kind of put your foot on their throat and that's what's going to have to happen yeah i will say i I, i'm with you on um auburn needing touchdowns i mean i think the winner of this game is probably around 35 points yeah Um, i agree you know i think that would win you the game for auburn i think 31 potentially would win you the game for auburn i doubt i mean I doubt 24 would. I mean, that, no. that would, that would, unless you get turnovers, maybe. 20, um, 24, 24 is the loser, honestly. I think, I think, probably, I think, I think the, the losing, the losing team probably scores 24, 27, something like that. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I also think, um, you know, you mentioned about going forward on fourth down. I do think you have to be careful 
Um, you know, Lane, I think Auburn needs to be careful now. Of course, Harson's shown he'll go forward on fourth down too. I mean, they did it against Arkansas. And, um, and you're thinking, okay, well, Lane's going to go forward on fourth down and Ole Miss is going to score points. So we, we need to. But, I, you know, I, I would I would say that I, I hope at times, like, for instance, against Georgia, the play that the, when Auburn went forward on fourth down and then Georgia the very next play scored the touchdown, it's, it's easy to say this now, I get it. But when I was up in the press box, I, I was sitting next to our colleague Cole, I said I would probably punt this, this ball. I, I would yeah. – I would. you have a chance to pin them deep. Here's where I would play field position. Try to get the ball back in a decent spot and make it a one-score game. We didn't know Georgia was going to score a touchdown in the first play. But I do think you have to be careful about, hey, you, you're at home and you have a good defense. Like, don't don't abandon those things that you have going for you because you think Kiffin's going to go for it every time and we're going to need to score 35, so we are so we need to go. Like, there yeah. are smart times to do it, but, but I, I don't want them to forget. Trust your defense maybe to make a stop or maybe yeah. to hold them to a field goal. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I mean, Carlson, you know, so there's a balance there. I'm I'm four on four now, but but don't don't don't. You'd much forward. rather, you know, honestly, man. I mean, this this goes back to just traditional hard nosed football. I, I would rather I would rather want to make an opponent go ninety than go forty five or sixty five, whatever whatever it is. If you can if you can elongate the field for your for your opponent, especially when you have a defense that is very capable as in Auburn's, trust them. Put your – tell them, guys, I'm putting my confidence in you. I've got more confidence in you to be able to stop this offense than I do in us going for it on fourth and four, fourth and five. I know we can do it. I understand what's at stake. Let's go. Let's go do it. I, I agree with you 100%. I, and, and I've always been one that says, man, if you can – if you can play that field position game more times than not, the offense, offensive football, it's going to be very difficult for them to drive the entire length of the field, drive after drive after drive after drive. They may end up scoring three. They may score seven or whatever that scenario, but odds are you're going to get the ball back with the opportunity to have a shorter field of play than they did in their possession. And it just, you know, it's just the analytics of it. It's just the numbers of how it all maps itself out. And I agree with you 100%, man. It, in those situations, you you can get lost in the kind of the sparkle of, you know, and the, and the you know, and the gambling of, of Lane Kiffin, knowing that you've got to, or thinking that you've got to keep up with him. But don't get so lost that you press. Don't get so lost that you press beyond what your team is about. And I think in this instance, your hope is that Brian Harson doesn't lose Auburn's identity in that, okay, we're going to – we understand what's at stake. We're going to play a little bit of field position and see how that works itself out. We're going to make Ole Miss drive the field, the full length of the field, as opposed to getting giving them, you know, a short field to work with and automatically stacking the decks, the deck against themselves. Yeah. Um, all right. So what is it going to take for, for Auburn to win this game in, in your eyes? I, my thought is, you know, I, I immediately go to where's Auburn's running game at 
and what have they done in the off week to try to get this going? Uh, it is it has not been consistent since really Penn State. Even you know Penn State was the last decent you know 190 yards rushing I think in that game. Since then, nothing. Tank Bigsby has not hit 100 yards since that game, um, and uh, Auburn has not consistently been able to run the ball. Arkansas brought an extra lineman in there, went four down, and and you know controlled the line of scrimmage for the most part. That's at some point that's got to change for Auburn. That they they they, they yeah. they've got to get back to the running game. Uh, I would have said that they could do it against Ole Miss, but but Arkansas had been gashed the past two weeks and they couldn't get it going there and Ole Miss is coming in, you know, they, they controlled LSU's running game pretty well. Uh, an LSU team that just destroyed Florida on the ground, but still maybe has some issues. But um, so Ole Miss is coming on with a little bit of confidence in their run defense. So, I mean, I think Auburn can, can still win. I don't think they have to rush for 200. I mean, you saw against Arkansas, they need to do it in moments, but man, it, it, at some point, that's kind of what I'm looking at now for this Auburn team is I kind of – I think everybody's – I think there's some identity forming, but now all of a sudden the running game is 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 sluggish. That needs to get kicked back up. But what what do you think it's going to take for Auburn to win, or, you know, obviously on on, on, on either offense or, or defense? Is there a – is there a stat? Is it a certain amount of turnovers? Like what's – what's what do you think is the key? You know, I, I think in my in, – in this situation, let's go – let's go offensively. I think the from a from a passing perspective, you need the level of performance that they had against Arkansas. And I and I don't say that from the standpoint of yardage. I don't say it say it from the standpoint of two, you know, one sixty sixty plus yard, you know, touchdown pass and one thirty something yard touchdown pass. I don't mean it from that perspective. What I mean is catch the balls. You know, and in those instances, Bo was as accurate as I've ever seen him. The receivers, the tight ends, the running backs, they made the catches on especially on the third and eights, third and nines, you know, ran the ran their routes beyond the sticks to to continue and sustain drives. They need a repeat performance of that. If you look up and 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 they have maintained that level of proficiency in the passing game, I think that's a huge, huge notch in the belt for Auburn. The other aspect. If I was to look at one statistic, if Auburn can rush for, I'd say probably, I, I really would say 100, 125 to 150 yards, I think they win the game. I really do. And it's whether it comes whether it comes at the at the disposal of Bo Nix, whether it comes from Jarquez, or whether it comes from Tank, I, it doesn't matter. If they do it by committee, find a way to find some success on the ground. And then, and then obviously that's that's piggybacked by proficiency and efficiency in the passing game. I think Auburn wins defensively. The number one most important thing, and I'd say this to fans: they're going to score. They're they're going to have a big play here and there. Big deal. Hang in there. Continue to give the effort that you gave against Penn State. Give the effort you gave against LSU after being down 13 to nothing. Continue to give the effort that you gave to against Arkansas. You know, stay in the fight the entire time and just continue to get after it. If you do that, especially at night, at home, with the, with the level of, of hostility that will be in that stadium, 
it will pay dividends 100%. I have zero doubt in my mind that if those kids play with the level of effort and execution that they're capable of playing with on defense, Auburn wins the game. But I think that the crux, the number one statistic, if they rush for 150 yards, if Auburn rushes for 150 yards, they win the game. Yeah, I think that's big on a number of number of fronts. Obviously, I think it means offensively they're doing what they want to do. Um, and more the more you're running the ball, the more you're keeping it away from Ole Miss. So um, I think that's a I think that's a twofold. I'm with you. I think defensively just have some kind of similar game plan against Arkansas just to contain them. You know, it's, they're very similar. Jefferson and Corral are different looking quarterbacks, but they're both a threat to run. And so I think the same yeah. thing. They wanted to contain Jefferson. They didn't want to let him out. And so that it turned into a lot of uh, limit the big plays. I think it's similar against Ole Miss. Just you just try to limit the big plays, make tackles in the open field. Um, hope that Corral doesn't kill you. Um, you know, scrambling. But man, if you can force that many third downs, you don't want to give up half of them. But uh, chances are you won't. Um, but I think it's a similar deal for for, for Auburn's defense. And then you hope Bo Nix continues his growth, right? I mean, I I'm not ready to say. Nix has got to figure it out. I mean, it's been his career has been too much of a roller coaster. He clearly is playing better football. Uh, he's coming off arguably his best game. Certainly, it's in the discussion. Now he has a bye week. Now come do it again. Like that's just how I think. I don't. Yeah. I'm not just thinking. Well, Bo's got to figure it out, so he's going to go throw for 250. Maybe, maybe. Um, but let's, let's go receivers. Let's go put together two games in a row where you, where you yeah. don't drop, but maybe one pass Bo, go put two games together. Um, so that's my, that's a little hesitancy It's just, I want to see those, those units come together and be efficient again. Um, and, and, and then carry that momentum out of that bye week. I think Auburn's got a chance to come out with a, with a pretty good start. I, I think they're going to have a pretty good first quarter in terms of what they want to do. I, I would be surprised if Auburn came out and was super rusty in the first quarter. I, I think yeah. I think they get, I think they learned a little bit against Arkansas. I think they probably had a the bye week was good. I think they're itching to get back out there, and uh, you know I, I I I expect them to come out in the first quarter and and uh, and play well, and that'll be big, especially against a team like Ole Miss. If you can get up, um, and, and you know Auburn, they're gonna they're gonna put points on the board. And and the good thing about it, man, I mean, and you've seen it, you've seen it in, in your days, and I have obviously. Auburn Auburn plays well with a chip on their shoulder, you know. They yeah. they, and I think that's what you're going to see. I think in inside that locker room, it, it's probably been built up to where man, we're tired of hearing about how good Ole Miss is. We're tired of hearing about, you know, this and that, and the fact they're going to come in our house and beat us, and you know they're the number eight team in the country. Let's 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 introduce them to what it's really about, and you know let's show them you know a, a repeat of that Alabama game, and I think I think that's what that is what I expect. I, I agree with you in in the sense that Brian Harson and his staff seem to be so disciplined and so dialed into the process that I I don't feel like you're going to see a rusty team. I don't feel like you're going to see guys that are, you know, missing and, and playing bad assignment football. And, and, and I hope that's the case because you've had two weeks to prepare for it. Yeah. And, 
you know, I think it's one of those things, man. It's, it's, they're going to come out, they're going to come out hype. They're going to come out with a chip on their shoulder and get after it. That, you know, really the thing that, the thing that you hope doesn't happen is that the excitement gets to them, right? That they stay dialed in, they stay, they stay, you know, pretty much, you know, kind of unaffected by the, by the noise, allow, allow the fans to do that to Ole Miss. Don't you just play your game and do your thing, do what you're coached to do and and play to the level that you're expected to play to. And I, I think, I, I really think that it's going to be a positive result, you know, going into the, going into kind of that amen corner for the season. I'm with you, man. It should be a really entertaining game. I mean, I think it's one of the best games in college football uh, this coming Saturday. I think there's, I think Michigan, Michigan State play. I think there's some, there's some other good ones, but I think Auburn Ole Miss is going to be um, very intriguing, very entertaining, um, and uh, I got a feeling it's going to be a wild one. Um, we'll we'll see what happens, but I I definitely think it's going to be a, it's going to be one for the rivalry. I think it's going to be one to remember. So. Um, we'll see how it goes. Six o'clock, Auburn Ole Miss, ESPN. Um, should be a, a lot of fun. Fans are supposed to be wearing orange. I guess it's a Halloween thing. Um, so we'll see how we'll see how that goes. Maybe they'll come out in orange face mask. That'd be pretty cool. Um, but yeah. who knows? Who knows? All right, dude. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Happy to do it, Hope. Enjoyed it, man. War Eagle. Absolutely. AuburnLive.com. If you're not a subscriber, please go subscribe. AuburnLive.com. We'll have full coverage of football, basketball, recruiting, everything that we normally do. Um, AuburnLive.com. Subscribe today. Um, Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call one 800 
877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.